0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
1: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to fifty percent off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For for all things things KC, for for everything Chiefs. It's always game. It's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your hosts Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tap.
2: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget to make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. I am your host, Kayla Canera. I'm joining me, as always, is my co host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwert. Happy Raider Hater episode as we prepare for one of the most bitter rivalries in all of football in primetime, no less. Guys, how are we feeling?
0: I mean, I wish I could tell you that it's their most, <laughs> it, it's one of their longest rivalries. Yes. I don't respect the Raiders. So it just doesn't have the same juice it once did because, I don't know, the Chargers are scarier and the Broncos have won a Super Bowl in the last decade. The Raiders even won a playoff game in the last 10 years? Like, I guess so, like for the week, it's like, yeah. And then they'll get Travis Kelsey up on the podium and somebody who works for the team will be like, hey, Trav, what do you think about it? He'll be like, it's Raider week, so they can put it in some ad. <laughs> but I don't know that we all have the same juice for this, do we? As, as past.
1: I disagree wholeheartedly. I feel there's, like there's Nick. I feel like the annual beatdown of the Raiders <laughs> is sort of part of the bit now. It's part of the mystique. It's not about you're right. It's not about like, will they win? It's like, can they win by 30? Can they embarrass the Raiders? Can they get their head coach fired? Oh my God. That, are the are the Raiders the
0: uh, yeah, are the Raiders the Charlie Brown in this situation? Like, and the Chiefs are losing. They're like, oh, you might do it this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. It's you're it's every rivalry is different. And you, you, you get up for, for different games for different reasons. And until they give you a reason to actually respect them, I think wondering just how bad are you going to kill this team is, is its own little unique aspect, which I respect.
2: At what point do you guys think we got past the a division game could be anyone's game? At what point are we beyond that in the last few years?
0: Ooh, I mean, I, I know we're gonna talk more about the AFC West dominance kind of later, but yes, I mean, I, I don't know. Like when I when I think about Akela, it's just like we walk into every single one of these division games, especially the ones at home, mm-hmm. and we're always just like, well. That's that's we're good there. So I guess we'll just move on. I, I, I'm going to I guess one thing before we get to some other stuff, Kayla, are um, will you on this podcast officially renounce wearing silver and black for the rest of this episode? You work for the L.A. Kings. Their colors are silver and black. I think that is it would an be unfortunate coincidence. You. I think it would be good of you to not don their colors for at least the rest of this episode. Nick,
1: that seems fair to you. It would be the right thing to do, I believe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do this. I am wearing black. Cody, are you wearing black?
1: To be fair, we're all Uh, wearing, we're all wearing, I'm literally wearing a gray shirt, not quite silver, with a black floral print, so.
2: We are the worst Chiefs fans.
1: This is awful. We couldn't find a single red shirt for this episode. This is embarrassing.
2: I was saving (laughs) it for game day. It's not Friday, it's Monday.
0: And it's hard, because this episode will air on Monday, but we're obviously recording this Sunday night. So, yeah, you know what? Let's, uh, Let's stick with that. Tomorrow, let's all agree <laughs> to wear red. And uh, Kayla will wear less red and black the next time when they play the Raiders in January.
2: There we go. Deal. All right. Well, again, looking to this game, we I know we're very confident on our team right now. We're very high on them. But we cannot have another performance like the performance against the Colts and lose, lose to Raiders team. What do we do to not be overly confident, not just completely... I don't know, self implode like Nick, it, right. it scares me coming off a big win over the Bucks, going into a gimme game.
0: Well, and you could say another look ahead game, right? Because they mm-hmm. got the bills next week, right? They got the bills at home next week for what it appears to be right now. AFC superiority like that's that's what that game's going to end up being one way or the other, because all the other teams have struggled. Two teams that still only have one loss and still score a bunch of points play each other next week. But it's still a divisional opponent, and we know how much Andy means to this. I think you're right. I think you have to actively avoid what happened against the Colts from a game perspective because, honest to God, if they lose to this team and had lost to the Colts, I'm going to respect them a lot less as the top of the top AFC West AFC team, because they will have then lost two games in three weeks to opponents they're clearly better than, for opponents that are struggling and do not have it all figured out. You, you lose to one of them, whatever, right? You're the Bills last year losing to the Jags in the middle of the season. You're still one of the best teams in the NFL. You lose two in three weeks. I don't know, man. You're the 2017 Chiefs, and we should have seen when they lost to the Jets and Giants as the sign that they couldn't get the real thing done late. I know it's putting a lot on a week five game, but you are week. F- yeah, five game. You can't you just can't you can't lose that way to the Raiders after you lost to the Colts.
1: Patrick Mahomes really doesn't lose to bad teams ever, which is why that Colts loss yeah. was so startling. Even last year when the Chiefs were struggling at the beginning of the year and they were what I think they started 3 and 4, is that right? Uh yeah, that's but correct. But mm-hmm. they lost to the the Ravens and the Chargers and the Bills and the Titans. And then they lost in week 17 to the Bengals. No bad teams. That's, uh, that's like every good team in the NFL last year. <laughs> teams in the AFC. So it's weird the way that we talk about how you want teams to build a resume. It's like, well, we, we play this revisionist history. Well, if you lose to a good team, like, well, that's a good team. But if you beat the good team, well, they're like, well that's a st- you, you need to win against the good teams because those are the sorts of teams you play in the playoffs. We've never really had to have conversations about why. Why would you lose to that team? That was probably the most inexplicable loss that we've seen in the Patrick Mahomes era, because even if they have played poorly against bad teams, they find a way to win. So I, I guess there's part of me that's just like that will never happen again. That will never happen again, where you just completely overlook an opponent and you're on to the next week and you're not focused. Yeah, knock on wood, fingers crossed. <laughs> do whatever you gotta do, burn some sage. Uh, and this is a, like the first thing, the first thing that Mahomes said when they broke huddle in the locker room on the video that they, the Chiefs' Twitter and Instagram put out was, "You know who's coming into town next week." So the second that game ended they were already moving on to Raider week. By the way, you know, part of the reason, this is what's great. Mahomes will always want
0: to destroy them because of that bus shit. Forever, Nick, because of that moment, Kayla, when, when they did their victory tour around Arrowhead Stadium. Yes. He's had to hear about it before. I think forever, Mahomes will want to end them as a result of that slight that one time. He's seven and one against the Raiders. It's not like he's lost to them a bunch, but the one time they beat him, they got in their bus with Gruden and they drove around and honked their horn and took their victory lap. And then the next time they played, Mahomes beat him by 30. And then the time they played after that, he beat him by 30 again. And the time after that, he beat him by 30 a third time. Like he was over it. If you were going to do that to him, now it's personal. And I think that that's part of, Nick, why he says that in there. Not because he's Andy and it's next week. It's because I think he might genuinely
1: dislike the Raiders for that. There's something about him. In, in one of the many reasons that makes Patrick Mahomes different than everybody else is he seems to get this sort of stuff. He seems to get the things that fans care about and that usually players only learn about after they've been here for a decade. Like every every... Every team has their little niche and their weird their weird things, the things they hate, the people they hate, that other fan bases maybe aren't that aware of. And it takes players time to really yeah. understand like, oh, wow, they hate the Raiders here. It didn't take Mahomes very very long. I think he gets all <laughs> that stuff. And maybe it's Andy Reid or maybe it's just the way that he's built. You mentioned the record, Cody, 7-1, 22 touchdowns and three interceptions against the Raiders. Then you add in two more on the ground. So this guy's scored 24 touchdowns. In eight games against the Raiders, like he is always, always on on Raiders week. And I'm that's why it's just it's hard for me to fathom a lackluster performance. By the way, I mean, he will him. But I, I can't see this team not being amped up for this game. As a reminder, the Chiefs are also
0: 15 and two in their last 17 primetime games with Mahomes. So. He doesn't really lose under the lights very often either, (laughs) I guess, is the point.
2: This all bodes well for us. Um, Well, speaking of not letting our foot off the gas, we are about to find out how good the Chiefs' CBs are. Um, And if there are more questions surrounding them, we'll find out this game because obviously we've got Devontae Adams coming to town for the first time in our division. By the way, he seems to be like... Seems like he's starting to come alive Uh, in week four. He had 13 targets, nine receptions for 101 yards, seven more targets than anyone else on the team. So how are we feeling about this matchup?
0: Uh, I mean, I I don't think it's a good matchup. (laughs) I
2: imagine (laughs) if I
0: were the Raiders, I would probably throw at Adams a lot. Uh, What I both like and am scared of about it is I want to see them against a true wide receiver because – Diggs, and you know, he's going to exist somewhere along the way. And we know that Mike Williams uh, can play really well and they didn't have to, you know, like our Keenan Allen, right. Some of those other top teams, there are a lot of very good white Jamar chase who burnt them last year. There are a lot of great wide receivers in the NFL and in the AFC and the chiefs haven't really had to face any of them. You know, the truth. They, they, they haven't had to in week one, there was no Deandre Hopkins. The best wide receiver they're facing was Hollywood Brown in week two. Keenan Allen was out. He's their best wide receiver. Mike Williams is good, but Keenan Allen's their best one. So like every week, there's been some excuse until Mike Evans got healthy. Mike Evans was really good in that game. So now they're going to get another crack at it. And I'll be honest, Devontae Adams is good as Mike Evans is. Devontae Adams is a lot better than Mike Evans. So you want to see how you fare against the best guys and you don't even have Trent McDuffie back? Yeah, I think we're going to find a pretty true test of how good Snead is how good Jalen Watson is, and whoever else they try to line up with Devontae Adams because they're going to let him pick on everybody.
1: Yeah, I think, the, oddly enough, with how bad the Raiders have been, this is the most interesting test, I think, that the Chiefs have faced because who have they went up against that was at full strength through four weeks? Nobody. I mean, the, the, no. I, I think it's worth mentioning at least once a week. We do three of these a week, so we can bring this up at least once a week. I still have no earthly idea how the Cardinals were that bad in week one. It's wow. as if the season snuck up on them. They were like, oh, shoot. We have a game this weekend? Who are we playing? <laughs> it's not good. Right. And, okay, so Devontae Adams was out. That, they were horrible in that game. But, you, you or not Devontae, DeAndre Hopkins was out in week one. Keenan Allen was out in week two. Week three, Michael Pittman was injured. That's a bad team anyway. Um, and then week four, Evans just came back, but g- no Godwin. Like that offense has sort of been clunky as well. This is the first time where I'm like, I don't think the Raiders are any good, but I know Devontae Adams is good. And I know he's one of the top three receivers in the NFL. And now you know that this is like a nice little appetizer going into the Bills game. Because if he torches you, you get it to some extent, but it's going to make you pretty nervous going into that Week Six matchup against Buffalo. Well, because it's not just... Because here's the thing. It's going to be a test for everyone. Again...
0: They're going to make Watson garden. They're going to make, you know, Sneed garden. They're going to make all of their corners. Fenton, they're going to make everyone. Fenton's been the one that's been picked on more this year than anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're going to make them all take their turns. And then next week, whoever takes their biggest lump against the tall, fast guy, which is Devonte Adams, uh, that guy's going to draw Gabe Davis. And then the other guys are still going to have to deal with Diggs. Like it's not it's not an admirable position to be in. And, and again, I think their corners are good. Like we could come out of this. Like we could be talking like this. Episode's on Monday. We're gonna have another one for you guys. Obviously tomorrow on Tuesday as a post game reaction. We could be coming out of that thing feeling great because if they do hold down Devontae Adams, then that means that game is in them. And that that's something we don't know yet. All the corners are so young, we don't know. And they might get Trip McDuffie back next week. Andy was making it sound like there was a good chance he could return for that Bills game and that'll make them deeper. But if they hold their own against good wide receivers now, Renfro and Adams, and then we go into this and they add another corner to it, I can feel so much better.
1: So much better. What is is holding your own against Devontae Adams? Seven catches for 90 yards and a
0: touchdown, and I'm probably
1: okay, Nick. Yeah, I'm I'm with you because he's going to get his. They're going to, whenever Jalen Watson is covering him, Derek Carr is looking his way. And that's just—you're a seventh-round rookie. You're gonna get tested, and quarterbacks and offensive coordinators are going to make you prove it week after week after week before they finally say, "Okay, you know what? Maybe this guy's pretty good." They're gonna—they're gonna try and pick on Jalen Watson. But aren't? Didn't it That happened, happened. That happened uh, in the Chargers game. And you don't have to shut down Devonte Adams. It's can you make those one or two plays on third down, critical situations? to get your defense off the field, because you're right, seven and 90 and a touchdown's fine. It's if he goes for 14 and 170 and two touchdowns that is really going to concern you. Did you, um, you remember that? I don't
0: know if anybody watched this, but if you happen to watch the Chiefs, the franchise, uh, the episode right after that week two game, when Jalen Watson was named the starter because Trent McDuffie got hurt, he's at the end of that episode, and he's like the feature person because he had the pick six to win the game. You know, makes sense. And that he said, he said in that clip, he said, um, I knew that I was a seventh round rookie corner and they were going to throw at me all night. Like I knew. And the way he described it, Nick at that time was I want to screw up one out of every four. Remember, it's just like, you know, not everyone. I can't stop every pass
1: to make a play. One out of every four.
0: Yeah. Make a play one out of every four. So all he's trying to do, and that's how we should look at it with Adams. If, if, For four third downs, they they throw at him. Make a play on one of them. Get that pick six, get a pick, get a huge knockdown that forces them to punt because those couple of screw-ups, that's enough. That's -hmm. enough to know that they can't just go at you on third down. That's it. Don't always go to Jalen Watson. Make them think they might need to throw it somewhere else. That's doing your job against Adams. Adams. You're a seventh round rookie. And look, we're going to stop saying seventh round after a while because (laughs) he played well enough that we can can probably stop that moniker. But for now, because the Chiefs don't dream that way, but for now, it's a seventh round rookie against Adams. So it's absolutely something we have to watch.
2: I was going to say, what's the stat for how many seventh round rookies have a pick six so far?
0: I mean, I don't even know how many seventh round rookies play for their teams, (laughs) made their teams. It's like very few. There we
1: go. Venture a guess without doing any research. that one. he is one of one.
2: <laughs> Love that for us. Um, all right. Well, Cody, you mentioned at the top how we're going to hone in on the AFC West. So is there reason to assume the chiefs AFC West dominance will end?
0: I mean, have you guys watched the other three teams in this division play? <laughs> I'm still mad at I actively, this is, I had money on the game. I was on a golf trip, right? So, like, I was already in the town in which we were going to be on Thursday night before we were going to play 36 holes the next day, and I actively tried to convince the group to turn off that game. I can't watch this football anymore. It makes me sad and miserable, and I don't want to see it. So they're done. The Broncos are done. (laughs) They're, They're no good. So then there's the Raiders, who the Chiefs beat up regularly And honestly, the Chargers keep holding water, but they should have lost their game on Sunday, too. They made Staley can't get out of his own way. And I know get one yard, win the game, but also punt and keep a team out of the end zone with a minute 10 to go and win the game. And honestly, as much as one yard is tempting, that's what you do. And so I just I can't help but look at those three right now and still worry. But the same thing we said at the first week one. The coaching's weird. Some of the quarterbacks are talented enough, but maybe Russell Wilson isn't in town as we thought. Everything lines up. Everyone's still coming up, uh, the it's like everything's coming up millhouse, right? It's all Chiefs. It feels like their AFC West division run is gonna continue.
2: Quick question: Does is there any part of us that feels even the slightest bit sorry for Russell Wilson at all? I don't know why. Just like he's me. just so positive and he's always trying to, you know. And things on a high note, it is bleak in Denver. And no. I don't, I just want to see him go off the rails. I want to see him absolutely lose it. I want to see a different side of him, but I just, I, I feel bad because he he's always so positive and it's just, it's not going well for him at all.
0: As a, as a lifetime nihilist. No, I
1: don't feel bad for <laughs> super positive people at all. You know what sucks? Keep feeling positive. Good luck. Here's, here's where he met. Ma- here's where he messed up. You know, when he was in Seattle he always did the Gohawks, right? He always had Gohawks at the end of every press conference, at the end of any, every interview, go Hawks. Quick, succinct, to the point, you know, it's repeatable by Seahawks fans, it works. His problem was he got to Denver and he decided, you know what, let's, let's stretch this out a little bit. Not just Broncos country, Broncos country, let's ride. That's too long of a tagline. You can't just fit it in at the end of every press conference. And it, and it sounds especially depressing when you suck. Headbutt. When you're not winning any games. So how do you <laughs> say that like half-heartedly being like, Rocco's no. country, let's ride. But when he says it positive <laughs> yeah, and they're I'm bad, sorry. Nick, it's I'm
0: somehow what? worse. I like, have, um, Kayla, I know Nick does, but I don't know if you ever did. But if anybody watched Parks and Rec, the way he says that, is like the politician when they're trying to like talk to him in the office, and he's just like, It's gonna be a hot one out there today. You're like, Stop saying it the same way. The mood's changed. <laughs> it's throwing yeah. us all off. I was
2: more of an office girl myself, so I didn't watch a lot of Parks and Rec. It's on my list, but yeah, I think I rewatched that press, the end of that press conference clip, maybe no less than 15 times. It just got, got a little funnier abandoned. each time.
1: You can't keep, he's so big. Here's the thing going back to rest. Here's why it's tough to feel sorry for him, because you're right, Kayla. Generally speaking, like if, if Russell Wilson was your office mate, it would be nice to be surrounded by somebody so positive. But then there's those days, you know? There's those days where that overly exuberant guy next to you, it's like, I don't really need this today. You know, I got a lot on my plate. I'm not having the best week. I don't <laughs> feel great. And the guy's just walking up, hey everybody, how's it going? How's your day? Hell, well, the weather's sure nice outside, isn't it? It's like, hey, not today, Bill. That's kind of who Russell Wilson is, and he makes himself an easy target. So when you're winning, it's like you can do whatever you want. I've You can be the biggest jerk in the world, or you can be the biggest cornball in the world. If you're winning, what can anybody say to you? It's the second you start to let mediocrity seep into your play awesome. that the wolves come out. <laughs> well, <and> that's <laughs> exactly what's
0: happening. Nick, it's not just to continue your office analogy – The problem is, it's like that guy exists. And then he's like, I'm the best guy there is. Let me have the vice presidency job. I want to be vice president of the company. And then they give him that job and he's terrible at it. And he just keeps telling you how happy he is. You're like, we're all miserable. The company is losing money and we're all doing bad.
1: Please, please stop being so happy about this. That's a big part of this, too, because as nice of a guy as he comes off, it's important to remember that. He left Seattle because of a power struggle. Yeah. He wanted to call all the yeah. shots. And now in Denver, they are essentially letting him call all the shots. So it's <laughs> like, you made this reality as well. You're not just a part of it. You created it. I
2: feel like
1: this is why I feel good about the AFC West, to put it shortly. Because it's funny
0: because <laughs> like the I, the Chiefs are now plus money, right? Or minus money to win the division. They're, they're the, not heavy, but they're the clear favorite at the moment in Vegas's eyes to win the division and Vegas doesn't even like the chiefs. They currently, the chiefs are an underdog to the bills. And if that holds, that will be the first time in Patrick Mahomes career that he'll be a home underdog. So if that point and a half doesn't move by kickoff next Sunday, they, it'll be the first time he's ever been a home underdog. So it's not like Vegas is over and And even they're telling you that they're a clear favorite. That's shocking.
1: I mean, I understand why they're a home dog, I guess. The Bills are really freaking good. But the, it's taken five years of starting in the NFL for Vegas to be like, you know what? We don't like Mahomes in Arrowhead. on some, in, in, I guess it's not primetime, but it's no. an afternoon game. There's going to be, what, two other games going on? Like, That's shocking that it's taken this long for him to be a home dog.
2: That didn't happen in last year's divisional game.
1: Nope.
2: Interesting. Okay.
1: Not by the time kickoff was Let me there. ask let me ask you guys a question. Um, we're sitting here about a month into the season. Before the year, we thought this was going to be the best division in football, and it wasn't even close. Ironically, that title probably belongs to the NFC East, which we thought might be the worst division in football. So <laughs> thank <just> God Brian
0: <laughs> Dable's away from the Bills, by the way. That makes me happy now. Apparently, he's great.
1: Yeah. Well, and yeah, Mike Kafka seems to be doing a pretty damn good job as well. So he'll yeah, be head coach next year. So uh, this is weird. I don't know how we got to this point <laughs> where the AFC is like the Joker. <laughs> the NFL. Do you think they get two teams into the playoffs? Oh no, Bosa and no Slater. Uh, okay, so are you are, are you guys already de- like? not giving the Raiders any shot Uh 0%. I'm One on and 0% three right percent One am three 0% for now. them yeah, and nope. on the Broncos. So are you off on the Broncos too, Kayla? Yes. No okay. So I, we're
2: very... yeah, I haven't seen anything from them at all. That looks promising.
1: So basically we're asking, do you think the chargers have enough to still find a way into the playoffs?
0: Looking at their schedule. No. Um, God, no. God, is that really where I'm going to land? Brandon wow. Staley is going to be Justin Herbert's coach. Well, look, I think the win next Monday against the Broncos makes sense. They're better than them. The Seahawks have proven pretty feisty, but based on the way they're playing defense, okay, I'll give them the wear there because, you know, Herbert might throw for 1,000 yards. But they can lose on the road to the Falcons, road on the 49ers, home against the Chiefs, road against the Cardinals, home against the Raiders. You know, like, the schedule, it's not it's not all cupcakes. And if the problem is they're missing, again, their second and third most important starter. Like, that's what's hard, Nick. Do you think any, like, if you took the two two of the three best players off of any team in the NFL who's already not currently in the playoff field, no matter the point of the season, would you predict them to make the postseason? Because I think the only reason we want to answer yes is because of Herbert.
1: Yeah, but uh, I agree. And, and the flip side is, like, I don't like playing the schedule game in, in general just because, like, we see it pan out. Yeah. The Chiefs lost to the Colts. So. Well, they
2: also have the Colts on December twenty sixth. So, <laughs> Chargers.
1: So that's an automatic loss. We'll go ahead and <laughs> drop that, of that one. one. But what? But what? The thing about the Chargers is, we go. Through, I I don't like playing the schedule game with them. Is because you are right. I can go through all of these different teams and say, okay, you should beat the Seahawks. You should beat the Falcons. They have every single week has been a coin flip for them, yeah. with the exception of the Texans game, which I think and that Fal- one got close late. Yeah, right. So like so. this was a they looked like they were going to lose on Sunday to the Browns. So at some point, I want to see you dominate one team. Can you just do it one week? Can you have one week where it's like, oh, that's why we really were high on the Chargers coming into the season? Because we're a month in and we haven't seen it at all. They still can't stop the run. They're still a bad
0: defensive team, despite having a defensive head coach. I still don't trust their coach. And they have massive injuries. The only reason, if you had me say today, Chargers are making the playoffs. Come on. The only reason I would be saying that is Justin Herbert exists, who is also hurt. So I just don't – it's like I know he's playing well, but he's also hurt. That can cost them a game the next few weeks.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. If anyone, it's going to be the Chargers, but I'm not even fully confident in them. So we're going to get to another fun new segment. Uh, who's, new who segments? has to have it? New segment. New segment alert. Um, alarm. Who has to have – we need a soundbite for that, Nick.
1: Nick, yeah. can, can we, we have some alarms or bells or whistles here? What's going on? Okay, well, you guys didn't tell me to have this before, but I can <laughs> it bring it up that I wasn't ready with the sirens. I can do it in post, and it would sound like we planned it all out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. That.
1: How about for next week? For next week, can uh, we have a week. who
0: has to have it sound? Who has okay. to have it? Meaning, it.
2: who do we need to see something big from this game? What player are we singling out and looking for?
0: Going back to the she conversation. Some big plays. Yeah, going back to the conversations. And, and, oh, sorry, Kay, I'm going to cut you off so I can get your answer. Nope. But, Go for it. Um, I think it's LeJerry Sneed. He's going to be asked to do a lot in this game. they got a lot of good wide receivers. Someone's going to be coming at him. They'll occasionally try to line up Waller with him and Adams and Renfro. He's going to have to guard three different types of players, and I think that they're going to challenge them because he's been very good. They need one guy to just be like, our guy's good here. We're not going to throw towards him in this game. Let's go pick on the other ones because then you can design coverage around it because if everyone's getting picked on, it's a problem. I, I think if it's, for me, there's a lot of choices, but if it's who has to have it, I think it's LeJerry's need for this game.
1: I'm going to go with Orlando Brown Jr. I know that Hello. I know that it wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great versus for for Tampa Bay, and now you go up against Max Crosby, and we kind of forget that the Raiders signed Chandler Jones this offseason who has a grand total of, let me, Add these up really quick. Oh, zero sacks as a Las Vegas Raider after that massive contract they gave him. But that's still two guys who have a pretty nice track record of getting to the quarterback. Orlando Brown Jr. needs a a get right game. He really does. Because it's not just for him personally, contract stuff, wanting the extension in the offseason. You are the left tackle for a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Can't be getting your ass handed to you every single week. Because if that is the case, if that's the reality, which I know we saw this kind of at the beginning of last year and then by the end of the year, we were much higher on him. We need to see you perform at a high level because that is a premium position. You can overcome not having as much talent on the outside. You can overcome not having the same weapons in your receiver room. You can't overcome bad play from your left tackle. And what we've seen so far this year, maybe not bad, but it's certainly not been up to the standard that we expected from him. So this isn't even really for the chiefs to win the game. Orlando Brown jr. Could play bad and the chiefs are still going to win because I think that's the biggest advantage. I mean, it's the biggest advantage you're going to have in the division all all season at home against the Raiders, but you just need your left tackle to play like a starting caliber left tackle. I, we make fun of the Raiders because they deserve it for the most part. They do
0: have a really good pass rush. Like I, I know that Chandler Jones has not been the guy that they thought that they were getting, but Max Crosby is one of the most consistent pass rushers in the entire NFL. I mean, they're
2: two sacks last weekend.
0: Yeah, he's he's really good. So, I, you know, my, my assumption being that, Nick, you're probably right. I mean, you could say that about several of the guys in the offensive line, but they're also coming off of their best performance of the season. They beat up their last opponent the entire game because they said bad things about them in press conferences, and they took it out on them. But they at least they're coming off their best game, Nick. So at least if Orlando Brown has to have it, then at least they're coming off of a confidence-building game like the one against the Bucks.
2: For me, it's still Juju. I want to feel great, not good about our wide receivers, and I still just feel good. Um, so far on the season, he's had 19 receptions for 224 yards, zero touchdowns. I want to see Juju with a touchdown tonight. He is questionable.
1: Mm, that's I scary. just want to. I want to see. I, I'm with you, Kayla. I want to see. Can you just give us a glimpse? Can you give us a glimpse into? Okay, you still have a a playmaker on the outside. There was that one play that he had against the Colts. I want to say where he caught the ball on third down and sort yeah. of took it up field, and it was, that was really a glimpse. Good, really good really good adjustment to to make the catch. But I want to see it for four quarters. Like, I want to see a game where it's like, oh, wow. The Chiefs offense, I don't really have concerns with. The numbers are still good. They're still one of the top in the league. But there's going to be a game, maybe it's next week against Buffalo, where you need one of the playmakers outside of Kelsey to go out and make a game-winning type play. Juju is the guy we thought was going to be that dude. They don't, you know... Yeah. I, other
0: than Travis, you know what it is? You want to see a Travis Kelsey game like you saw Tyreek. Nick, that's what you're saying. Like where it's nine catches for 90 yards. I just I, I don't know what they do in this scenario if he never turns into a star because then they're relying too much on Kelsey. And I don't know. I don't know at what point teams will do Bill, Bel, Bill Belichickian things to close him off. Like we'll triple team him. Do something else. Yeah, I don't care what you do. You're not beating us with this guy for four quarters. Yeah. I feel like a team right now would almost accept that. Wouldn't they if they just be like, well, we lost. Juju had 11 catches for 160 yards. Kelsey had two for 20, and we took our chances. Yeah. Sue us. Because at least, you know what it is? Other, It's the insanity defense. Otherwise, what the hell are you going to do? You're just going to keep being like, you know what? I think we'll just, guys, what if we just keep a linebacker on Kelsey? You think it'll work? You're like, no, it's a horrible idea. Put many players on him, as many as you have, till at least one Chiefs wide receiver proves that they can be the guy for an entire game.
1: Hey, before we get on to our next topic, can we do winners and losers, Nick? I, we on, we only do that after games.
0: There's the Chiefs haven't We reserve on, those for after games. they
1: play. They play tonight. We no, would be doing winners or losers after the game. I will remind you guys that we typically do them on Monday episodes. Oh. This is okay. a Monday episode. Will I we think- still
2: be doing it following Monday Night Football?
1: <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> yeah, but I think it, we should stay consistent with our benchmarks.
0: Okay. Uh, I, by the way, he's saying consistent. Kayla, I think we've done winners or losers once.
1: Maybe Nick tried to make it happen twice. Well, no, we called it game balls one time. Game About balls. Bringing back winners and losers. Okay. You you hold stronger on winners or losers. Got it. Okay. So um, the winner for today is the blue tent, the medical blue tent on NFL sidelines that players enter when they are receiving medical treatment. And the reason, you guys might be wondering, why, Nick? Why (laughs) is the blue tent the winner today? Well, because never have I appreciated the existence of the blue tent more than when I saw a man by the name of Darnay Holmes, who is a cornerback from the New York Giants, getting... um massaged stretched out shall we say on the sideline by a trainer with his pants at half mast i mean <laughs> he was, he was half cheeking us while he was getting something in his nether region is is the most like the most
0: generous assumption is upper thigh right like if you're being generous to this situation upper Can't thigh flexor Hip flexor, dude, no way it wasn't wide enough for that, was it? <laughs> he was looking awfully close. I mean, break down the tape. I don't know that. I don't know if hip, I feel like maybe may, if I'm giving him inner thigh, I think I'm being generous.
1: Like Kayla, that, Kayla, you've worked in sports media, you've been on sidelines. <laughs> awesome. Have you ever seen anything quite like that,
2: Nick? I don't think any of us have ever seen anything quite like that. And also, can blue tents not travel across the pond? I don't
0: know. No, that's the thing.
1: That's where they drew the line in London. They're like, hey, you guys, you can bring the NFL, but we we keep everything out in the open over here. I, I have several questions remaining about this. First,
0: <laughs> you know you're on national TV. You know that you're standing on an NFL sign line in London. We all know if our ass is hanging out of our pants. This is not <laughs> a mystery to you, right? Everyone can feel it when your pants are too low or the underwear slips down a little, right? Crazy. There's no... Everyone can feel that, right? It's not just me. Everyone no, yeah, right. has that same sensation. Okay, so that's <laughs> my first thought. The that, but the second part is, I, I thought long and I really did. I thought long and hard about this, and I thought there is. It. Do you know how hard it is to become the new the new gift for masturbation? Like, I mean, that's a tough group to crack into. The it's tex- been the tex- same. The Texas yes! Tech.
1: Yes. Yeah. He's had the job for
0: what? A decade? He's had that job for a decade or more. There's like no one else. It's just like it's him and that one like of Todd Haley that people have like edited hot dogs into. You're that. If somebody gets on Twitter, uses the GIF function and search mass, it's you. You and that trainer forever. And well, what,
2: am I living under a rock? What's you know, the Texas tag?
0: Oh the oh the, wow, Kayla. Kayla, this this
1: GIF has been right?
0: used. This, oh, yeah. And
1: don't I'm getting worry. on Twitter right now. Just, no, just send it to him right now. I'm going to text it to you right now, live on the episode. Okay.
2: Oh no, I'm scared.
1: <laughs> it's better for you. <laughs> it is one of the
0: most hilarious. And look, he's going to probably replace him. Like it's, he's probably going to replace him. That, that that's that's impressive. Yeah, I just so why is he so casual about it, Kayla? He must have known that there was a camera near him.
2: Well, and now I'm concerned what what else goes on in the blue tent that we don't know about
0: i don't know yeah maybe it gets weird in there so we don't have conversations like these like i guess you know what um i can't i guess here's another follow up question for you Kayla as again you you spend a lot of time when you've seen the gif is this uh, real i can yeah. tell by
1: your facial expression you have yeah. now seen. <laughs> yeah yeah look What's i think he's 20 doing? years old
0: yeah it's so old Imagine that 20, 20 years from now, we're still going to be talking about what we saw on Sunday because he'll still be used every time. It's the same thing. Can't you massage someone's hip or upper thigh through their pants?
2: Well, did, did, don't they have don't like a on a table? Like, well, are you laying was, down?
1: Maybe he was applying an ointment of some sort. You, gotta, you, need, you need direct skin contact. Listen, I didn't even get to the losers. You guys didn't. Oh, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> So um, the winner is the, the medical blue tent. The loser is <laughs> us. that poor trainer. <laughs> who you know, probably went to school for you know, eight years and had a lot of long nights studying for tests and going through all these different exams and fellowships only to have his entire career summarized by
0: that video. You know, if he gets hired to be like the head athletic trainer for the Chiefs, say Rick Burkholter leaves, would be like... The Chiefs have a new head athletic trainer. He's the guy from that video. And you'd be like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh.
2: That like, will literally follow him for the rest of his career.
1: I mean, I, what do you think his day was like on Sunday? T- dude, his
0: group chat, we all are in group chats. If that was you, Nick, if you became the sad, teary-eyed person or a Kansas loss or you're the – I would turn my phone off. I'd throw I would, it in the river. We work, with, we work <laughs> on radio. We work in radio. I would take sick days, Nick you wouldn't see me for a week knowing I'm still going to have to face it. Like it's going to, the day is going to come, but mm-hmm. I got to delay that pain. There's yeah. just
1: no way I'm going to let that be me that day. Brutal. Brutal Does the team
2: bad. ever dress something like this or no, they'll just, no. just like it never happened.
1: Oh, I can't imagine they'll ever talk about it.
0: I'll tell you this much. I would give, I, I, I would personally crowdfund. I don't, I don't have that kind of cash on me. I would raise $10,000 if any NFC opponent made that their touchdown celebration after it happened, if you go out and beat the giants and then <laughs> that's what you make the touchdown celebration, I'll, I'll lose it. Top moment. Be pretty plus.
2: How <laughs> many podcasts are going to try to get that player on their show this week?
0: All of them. Holmes. I just, we can pray that it doesn't become a TikTok trend where they all just re mimic that shot themselves. <laughs> Lord help us all couples challenge guys couples challenge <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: and on that note let's move on to our game predictions, shall we let's mm, go first so, not all that's
1: at so, once um, that's, I I a, hard, that's
2: a hard pivot by the way hey, wait a minute that, wait, wait a minute
1: tough. I just want to recap has any we've done that now four games has oh. anyone picked against the Chiefs yet no no so we are 12 for 12 and picking the Chiefs. I cannot imagine that trend is going to end today. Make it 15, you know, probably, right? I'm choosing them to win and buy
0: a lot because they're better than them. I, I do think that they'll maybe not be in the 40s this time. They've been in the 40s the last two times against them. But I, I you know maybe came a little short of that because they don't have to, to be honest. I think it's 35-21. The Chiefs give up points. They still give up points late, but every other part of their defensive numbers say they're really good. They get sacks. They get pressure. They lowest average depth of target. That's a stat that's really good for defenses because it means they're not attacking you deep. They won't attack you deep. They're good tack. Like everything else, except for the points per game tells you this defense is good. So I think the chiefs are a lot better than them. I think they win 35,
1: 21. I'll take the chiefs 28 to 20. And I don't, I don't think this is going to be a one possession game for four quarters. I could see that the Raiders scoring late for like a backdoor cover line, seven and a half. I I could see the chiefs going up early. The Raiders sort of playing from behind. And again, it was 24 touchdowns and two, three interceptions in eight career games for Mahomes against the Raiders. So if you're giving me a baseline of three touchdowns, maybe Clyde stays hot, gets one as well. So yeah, I'll, I'll go 28, 20, a comfortable win.
2: All right, I am torn. I'm going either 34, 31 for the Chiefs and 24 Raiders. They're averaging 24 a game, and they've played.
1: Oh, the Chargers, I thought you-
2: Cardinals, Titans, Broncos, but are
1: so not any of those terrible te-
2: good? No,
1: <laughs> Kayla, when you said you were torn, I was like, is Kayla going to be the first one? The She's going to break the seals?
2: No, I just don't know if I'm going 34 or 31.
1: You're, you're not torn or the Chiefs. Outcome. You're just torn over how badly you think the Chiefs will beat the Raiders is what yes. it really comes down to.
2: I think we can get it by 10. I'll go
1: 34-24. We all don't rule out an ass-kicking,
0: right? Like, you're not going to be like, we're not going to come on this episode tomorrow and be like, man, I can't believe they beat them 45-7. to 7. It would be like, yeah, that tracks. Probably should have saw the, the total blowout
1: coming. I don't well, know what we, we were thinking. I saw ask.
2: PTSD from the Colts game. I got
0: overly
1: yeah.
2: confident. Well, what, what was do you humbling. guys
1: think this? Because we saw against Tampa, like Andy was in his bag, right? Like he had all of these yeah. plays that they had sort of been saving for that game. Well, next week's the Bills. And I'd imagine that vibe is going to be very similar to the one going into the Tampa game. You've got this Raiders game sandwiched in between these two massive games that you knew were important on the schedule. But the Raiders, as despite what you may think about them, Andy knows the importance of winning division games. I think this whole team knows the importance of beating the Raiders because they're the Raiders. So how do you think this one plays out? And just in terms of like how, because you can't attack every single week with the same level of intensity. It's impossible, right? Like there are going to be weeks and games that you get up for more. I'm just I'm curious as to how this game being sandwiched in between two massive matchups is going to affect this team's like preparation and mindset. I think Andy's divisional record
0: speaks for itself. That, that's it. Everybody says it every training camp, but it's absolutely true. He spends copious amounts of time making sure he wins those six games. You know what he does? Wins them almost every single time. Pretty much every single time under Mahomes. But he had There's an incredible winning percentage. It's I don't, but it's it, it doesn't. Um, he's it's seven good. and one against the Raiders, which I just mentioned. He's only lost to the Chargers, I think, once, and the Broncos. One, I mean, it doesn't like Mahomes it's in particular. Stupid. But even under, but even under the even in the Alex Smith era,
1: they won all those games. That's how they won those so divisions. They're, they're seven and one. Uh, uh, just this is Mahomes. Seven and one against the Raiders. Six and two against the Chargers. Nine and zero against the Broncos, so that is twenty two and three. It's pretty good, decent. I
0: think that math is right. And here's that a reminder mean? of how. Here's a reminder of how those three, at least one of those losses went. One was uh, shady; just couldn't hold on to the football, so just couldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Refused. And then the other two, or at least it gets a team that is decent. But it's just that it
1: well they, the Chargers lost, and the Chargers lost was when they were resting starters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, if that's Mahomes' record, if you're on his pro football reference, that's not even the one that's even tracking. But oh yeah, that's right. You're right. You're but but still. Okay, so what Andy has four divisional losses in the last six years? That is five and a insane. half years. That is absurd. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. But that's where it's different than the Colts. The Colts are a franchise that have owned them forever, Nick. The Raiders situation, it's not the same. Those are very different situations.
2: Well, that will do it for us. We all feel good collectively. We've made our predictions. We are ready for Monday Night Football. And good news. We'll be back with you again on Tuesday for our live game reaction immediately following the game so make sure you look out for that and don't forget to subscribe write and review wherever you get your podcast i am kayla canaram that is cody Tap. he is nick schwart this is it's always game day in kansas city hope you all enjoy monday night football we'll be back with you on tuesday